this week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we continue our study of the book of beginnings, Genesis, with Enosh to Enoch, Methuselah to Noah, corruption increasing, God speaks to Noah, and God's covenant with Noah foretold. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. O oh Lord, open my lips. And I your Make haste, O oh God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O oh Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
Hebrews chapter 13. Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember those who are in prison, as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated, since you are also in the body. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled. For God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. This is the word of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There's bad news and there's good news and it's the same news. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Our Lord and his word do not change. And that's both convicting and comforting. This morning, what I want to simply do is to take a little bit of time and briefly reflect on those two sides of that news, both the bad and the good, the convicting and the comforting. So that in the words of one venerable old collect, among the many changes of this world, our hearts may be fixed where true joys are found. So then, Jesus is ever and always the same. How could that be bad news? 
I think it's simple enough to demonstrate. We live in a time where everything is up for grabs. And in a time when everything is changing, even our clocks. Although, do you do that in Indiana? I'm always confused. In Michigan, do I have the right time? We change everything. Everything is up for grabs. Our mores and our morals, it's always shifting beneath our feet. And so, in a world like that, where everything is always changing, then how could we possibly say that we have a changeless Christ? And yet, His truth, His morals, His law, which is founded and fulfilled in Him, does not change. It doesn't change. And yet, sinful human nature rails against that wants to fight against it, to have some special pleading. There's always extenuating circumstances, always has a really good excuse, right? We've all had these conversations, and if you haven't, you will, where you're talking with someone about faith, and especially about the, the morals, the ethics of our faith, and they say, oh, that's the, that's the problem with you Christians. It's always a great way to start a conversation, right? That's the problem with you Christians. You keep clinging to this retrograde backward moral code. Don't you see that times have changed? We hear this sort of thing all the time. And in our text this morning from Hebrews, we've got some good case studies of how this kind of plays out. So the most obvious one, of course, is with respect to you know, our sexual ethics. Sixth commandment kind of, of concerns. Let marriage be held in honor. God is going to judge the sexually immoral. How does that word play in our contemporary world? Oh, how could you possibly say that? We see that the gender is fluid and that people are able to, that love is love, and yet you're going to come along like a total killjoy, as you Christians always are, and you're going to say, well, marriage is between a man and a woman, one lifetime, one couple, that's it. How could that possibly be? Well, no, times are changing. We need to change with it. No. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. The sixth commandment is carved in stone. It's not going anywhere. And it is our task as believers sometimes to hold that line and ourselves, of course, to practice it. And yet something within me suspects that within this group that's here this morning, that one maybe isn't as big of an issue as some of these other ones that Hebrews mentions for our time right now. For instance, it talks about, uh, well, be content with what you have. Don't have the love of money. What kind of extenuating circumstances can we come up with there? Well, I'm looking at a room filled with church workers and would-be church workers. Saying, Lord, I look forward to the day when I can be content with what I have. <laughs> but until then, can you give me a little bit more? It's like Tevier and Fiddler on the Roof, you know. Oh, the rich man, what a burden he has. But can I have that burden too, Lord? Walking around the seminary, I was reminded of my own days at seminary at the other seminary. I appreciate how ecumenical you are inviting a St. Louis guy here to preach. It's great. Uh, and when I was in seminary, we used to talk about HGTV, you know, the home improvement television station. We would, we would call it seminarian porn. <laughs> talk about Six Commandments stuff. Where you're always looking ahead to, Lord, you better give me a really good call. Or if you're in a call right now, maybe there's something a little bit better. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He's given us this word. But for me, I know that he can make a special case. Or again, speaking of HGTV, hospitality. The text kicks it off that way. Let brotherly love continue. You know the word for brotherly love, of course, is Philadelphia. 
And it goes right into, do not neglect to show hospitality, philoxenia. Philadelphia gives way to philoxenia. If you love your brothers, there's always that temptation, especially in a community like this, to start to think, oh, it's so good. How good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together. So let's keep all those weird strangers out. I think especially for those of us who've been attending this conference, we're thinking about matters of worship and doing it well and faithfully and beautifully as well we ought. We also need to be thinking about how can we do so hospitably? How can we be receiving the outsiders, those who aren't familiar with the church in our ways? Not just to say, oh, you godless pagans. If you got it, then God would just, you know, suddenly strike you with a perfect understanding and be able to sing DS3 by heart. It's not the way. Hospitality is incumbent on each and every one of us because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. His word is crystal clear on this. There's no wriggling out from under it. Yes, times change, even clocks change. His word, his truth does not change. So it can be bad news. But it also, and even more so, is good news to say that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Because you and I do live in a constantly changing, chaotic world where it feels like uh, it's constantly shifting with, beneath our feet. We never know what's going to stay, what's going to be stable. But in that constantly changing world, Christ is our constant. Christ is our constant, the one to whom we can hold fast, and more importantly, who holds fast to you. You know, our particular age has been described as liquid modernity. You've heard this phrase, the sociologist Zygmunt Bauman, he calls it liquid modernity, because everything is constantly in flux. It's always moving. It's like, it's like we're living on top of quicksand. When you're living on quicksand, it's slowly sucking you down. How do I get out of this? How, how do I escape? It's so hard to find a solid foothold. Something you can cling to, grab onto, get out of it when you live in that kind of liquid modernity and that, that constantly changing world. But our changeless Christ, our Lord Jesus, who is the same yesterday and today and forever, he is the one, he is the reason why we're able to have hope in the midst of all that chaos and hopelessness. Malachi 3.6 says, I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, O house of Jacob, are not consumed. You are not swallowed up by that quicksand suck of a changing world because you have the unchanging Christ who has come and claimed you in holy baptism, who feeds you with his body and blood, who proclaims that unchanging word that endures forever, week by week and day by day. That's what we cling to. That's what we hold on to. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. What? All other ground is. I was hoping at Fort Wayne that I'd be able to have you guys finish that for sure. It's all sinking sand. It's all quicksand. Unless you stand on the rock who is Jesus Christ, who does not change, you have a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, Hebrews says earlier. Christ Jesus, crucified and risen for you, so that when all else fails, and it very well may, you know that you will still stand in him.
And I want to close with this, because that makes me think of a dearly departed parishioner of mine, a guy by the name of Ray. And Ray experienced this chaotically changing world in one of the most personal and acute and vicious ways through memory loss and dementia. And I remember walking with Ray through this process, and in particular, when he was in kind of that liminal phase, that really awful, cruel phase, where he knows that he's losing his memory, but it's not so far gone that he's forgotten that, you know? And it's like each and every day, he's seeing all these pictures in his mind just evaporate, just disappear, like, like Marty McFly's family in Back to the Future, right? It's just slowly all going away. And what Ray feared most of all is that one day, he'd wake up and that image of his Lord Jesus in his mind would just be gone. His face, gone, forgotten, disappearing. And I, call, I recall one particular moment when I was visiting with him, and it ended up being not long before Ray died. It was during Holy Week. And he was in an especially dark place. He felt like his his hand, his grip was slim, slipping from the Savior. And as he was, and as he was wrestling with all this, it being Holy Week, we read through the Passion account in, in Luke's account. And we especially lingered around that moment with the two thieves beside our Lord Jesus. And the question, the request of the one good thief to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus responds promptly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Well, I read that, and right away, I see Ray's face light up, brighten up in a way that I hadn't seen for months, maybe ever. Like suddenly this great big light bulb had gone off over his head, and I was like, Ray, what is it, dude? What, what are you thinking about? And as the tears start streaming down his face, he says, Pastor, he remembers me. He remembers me. When everything else fails, when that quicksand threatens to swallow up everything, there is Jesus to pull you out and ensure that you do not succumb. Change and decay in all around I see, O thou that changest not, abide with me. Times change. The world changes. Everything changes. Jesus does not change. Hallelujah. Amen.
O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. Our Father, In our prayers, we pray for comfort and peace for Deaconess student Barb Rebentish and her family as they mourn the sudden death of her son. Hear my prayer, O Lord. In the day of my trouble, I call upon you. Hide your face from my sins. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Cast me not away from your presence. And take not your Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And hold me with the Holy Spirit. Because your steadfast love is better than life. My will praise you. For you have been my help. And in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. I give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with my whole heart. And I will glorify your name forever. May all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. And those who love your salvation say more, God is great. Save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. This is my name for grace. Let us pray. Merciful and gracious Lord, you cause your word to be proclaimed in every generation. Stir up our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may receive this proclamation with humility and finally be exalted at the coming of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Father of mercies and God of all comfort, Spread your wings over Barbara and your family as they mourn the death of her son, Luke. Graciously comfort them in their grief and surround them with your unfailing love, that by your word and spirit they may be strengthened and preserved in true faith and abiding hope. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, 
Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, through your Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my dreams in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul in all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Bless us, defend us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Good morning. As we sprint toward the finish line of our fall quarter here at Concordia Theological Seminary, we have the encouragement and joy of commemorating those who have finished their race in their preparation as servants in Jesus Christ who teach the faithful, reach the lost, and care for all. When a man completes his course work for the specific ministry pastor program and his district president confirms that his SMP training is complete, we have the privilege here at the seminary to give thanks to the Lord of the Church and to celebrate with these men that successful completion. Today we recognize several men from the SMP cohort of 2019 who successfully completed their studies this past summer. 
as Director of Specific Ministry Pastor Program. It is my privilege to recognize on behalf of the seminary the following men who are faithfully serving the Lord and his church and have completed the program. The Reverend Scott M. Faith, Pastor St. Mark Lutheran Church, Norton Shores, Michigan, Michigan District. The Reverend Peter C. Menegello, Assistant Chaplain, Lutheran Life Villages, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Indiana District. And several men in absentia. The Reverend Dustin E. Ridings, Zion Lutheran Church, Oconto, Wisconsin, North Wisconsin District. The Reverend Edward C. Schneeflock, Our Savior and Christ Lutheran Churches, Westminster, Massachusetts, and Troy, New Hampshire, New England District. The Reverend Luke W. Self, New Hope Lutheran Church, Mooresville, North Carolina, Southeastern District. And the Reverend Jacob A. Wythe, Mount Calvary Lutheran Church, Gunnison, Colorado, Rocky Mountain District. May the Good Shepherd of the Sheep, our Lord Jesus Christ, continue to bless you in your service to him as you joyfully and faithfully administer his gifts of word and sacrament to his people. The peace of Christ be with you. <clears throat> 